Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3 a.m. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. This week, we're back with another ghost tale. For a little peek behind the curtain, I often record mamas late at night as to avoid outdoor noise. So when it comes to a tale like this, especially one that involves some kind of spooky poem, I feel extra freaked out. So keep in mind that we're in this together, listener. Stay here for a story of death, fortunes, and a ghostly carriage visit. Without further ado, let's get down to the business. This week's topic is Lady Mary Howard. When it comes to ghost stories, this particular tale happens to be one of the oldest in Devon, England. The very real person, Mary Fitz, is the whole reason the tale exists. Born in 1596, most of Fitz's early life was considered quite tumultuous. This all stems from her father, John Fitz, who found himself rich at the age of 21. Due to this, the money he acquired was said to have changed his demeanor. He became so devoid of morals that he eventually ended up killing not one, but two men in a knife fight. Spiraling farther into despair, John took his life at the age of 30, leaving Mary, just nine at the time, to fend for herself. This resulted in the orphaned girl being sold by King James I to the Earl of Northumberland. The Earl then married the young Fitz off to his brother, Sir Alan Percy, in order to keep her large fortune within the family. Sir Alan would be the first of four husbands for Mary. After catching a cold from a hunting expedition, Sir Alan passed away. His passing offered up the perfect opportunity for Mary to seek out a love of her own. Against the wishes of the Northumberland clan, she married a man named Thomas Darcy. Two months after they wed, however, the man passed away. Now 17, in 1612, Mary had a little bit more sense about what it meant to have her fortune. It was at this point that she married Sir John Howard. Their marriage lasted several years, but was said to have been quite rocky. This was due to the fact that Mary decided to tie up her fortune so that no other man would have the ability to take it. The couple continuously fought over this matter until John's death in 1622. Really having the worst luck when it came to having a husband stay alive, rumors, of course, began to spread. We'll get to this portion a bit later on. 
After waiting six years from John's passing, Mary decided to marry Sir Richard Grenville in 1628. He, too, was upset at not being able to claim her fortune for his own. Despite a generally unhappy marriage, the couple had a son named George. Unable to overcome their differences, the pair divorced in 1633. Mary then went back to the last name of Howard. Howard and her son returned to the deserted Fitz house to start again. It was said that she hoped to live out the remainder of her days in peace, but Mary's luck just wouldn't have it. George passed away unexpectedly, and, so distraught, Mary followed one month later at the age of 75. After her death, the rumors really began to swirl. At some point, the story of her life merged with that of her father's, and Howard was thought to be a wicked woman. Many did not believe that her bad luck with husbands in her married life was real. Eventually, she was believed to have killed all of her husbands, despite the fact that she divorced the last one who actually lived on longer than she did. From a monstrous woman, Mary's story took on a new life when people claimed to have seen her spirit. It is said that she travels by a ghostly carriage made from the bones of her departed husbands. The coachman is headless and Mary sits in the carriage completely dressed in white. This scene is actually following behind another creature, a large black hound with red eyes. Riding 15 miles from the Fitz home to Oakhampton Castle, the ghostly parade stops for only one reason. When they arrive, the hound plucks a single blade of grass from the yard of the castle, and the entire crew returns back to the Fitz home. Mary never leaves the carriage. The concept is that her spirit must continue this journey night after night until the last blade is picked, at which point she would finally be able to rest. Remember that spooky poem I mentioned in the beginning? To cap off this tale, this is how it goes. My lady hath a sable coach, and horses two and four. My lady hath a black bloodhound that runneth on before. My lady's coach hath nodding plumes, the driver hath no head. My lady is an ashen white, as one that long is dead. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover, or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, 
follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas. <laughs>